When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to uh, me, myself and I. Episode number two. We are uh, going to be talking whatever I feel like talking about. But uh, of course, as usual, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on the social medias. And uh, of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications and uh, you'll get everything first straight away. And if you like your podcast in audio format, we are, of course, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, which is, of course, the UK's first dedicated sports ne- podcast network. Uh, you can find all of our shows, all produced by Ace Podcast Nation at the Sports Social Network. So please do check them out. Give them a follow. Tell them we sent you, which, uh, of course, helps us lots. Um, so for those of you who don't know, this show is completely different. Um, it's a mini series, a temporary series, whatever you want to call it. It is uh, just me shooting the breeze, as it were, the polite way to put it. Just going to talk, 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 answer questions from the people, obviously heavily reliant on people uh, sending questions and whatnot. Um, And yeah, new overlay, just uh, trying something different. Um, But yes, to get your questions in, it doesn't have to be football related. It can be anything you want as uh, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'll answer anything always get myself in trouble by talking about things which I'm not supposed to talk about yet, which I did yet again last week when I started talking about the the Patreon and some of the plans for that. Um, but the feedback was good for that. A load of people said, you know, they'd like to like to get involved. They'd definitely sign up and stuff like that. So maybe we'll, uh, we will launch that sooner rather than later. Um, so if you've got any questions about that, got any, any particular stories you'd like me to talk about, uh, Again, football related or not, doesn't matter. We will just shoot the breeze, as it were. But uh, let's have a look who's in the who's in the chats uh, in a minute. But um, 
of course, with uh, East Podcast Nation as a channel, are uh, supporting a charity, Super Six, uh, this year. Supporting charities, the Maggie Centre and Mind Charity. Uh, lots of ex-Cardiff City footballers, uh, myself, and uh, lots of people. I think it's about 90 people involved in the league overall. Um, and then what we got, so we've got Mike Richards, or Grandad, as he's sometimes known, tops the round the last weekend with 10 points. Dale Perry was close behind. Only second on golden goal prediction uh, after another good round. Gareth Price still top of the league. But can someone knock him off the top spot? As apparently he's getting a bit big-headed. Cohen Griffith still the man to beat from the ex-card of City players with 48 points. And again, there's 90 players so far. Uh, there's £540 in the price, price pot. And we've also got £800 for charity, which is a cracking effort. So get involved. Test your football knowledge against uh, some former footballing legends. And, of course, the main thing, raise some money for charity. Um, so let's have a look. So James Costley's there. Rye is in. What's we got? Lorna, Reese's mum's here. That's what we like to see. Reese's mum always, she's always around. And there's Reese as well. Uh, James Costley. Reese Cage, child. Welcome, Cage. Uh, and there's Will there. If you want to have a look at the... Uh, the Super Six Prediction League. If you want to get involved? You can speak to Will Melius, and he will uh, add you to the group, add you to the leagues and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in what people think about the the um, the new overlay. Obviously, I had to come up with something different because it's just me, and uh, my green screen's like when the cam when it's just me, the camera doesn't quite it covers doesn't well, it shows the edges, which is just like boxes because my office is not tidy um so i had to come up with something imaginative so i thought i'd try something different and if you look uh top story uh just to my right but here there uh ronaldo joins manchester united last dance that will i'll try and update these each week uh the premier league just above that is uh, up to date with all the uh, points and played and uh the, the breaking news was last week, Middlesbrough ladies got off to a flying start with a 4-1 victory under the Cardiff City legend, Andy Campbell. Um, so someone let me know uh, how they got on yesterday, because I've been a bit away from social media, so I don't know how uh, how we got on in the second game. But everyone seems to like the new overlay anyway, something different. Um, yeah, Reese, you should refer to your mum as just call her Reese's mum instead of mum. Just everyone should say call her Reese's mum. It's the way to go. The way to go. Donna Perry has is, is, is returned from, a, no doubt, another run around Cardiff. And she has joined us as well. Cade, Matthew Angel. Uh, they lost 4-1, apparently. Ah, that's a shame. 100% record's gone. But it, it, it takes time, doesn't it, to um, to bed in and to, to, to get the players, to get to know the manager and vice versa. So, you know, don't read too much into it. I've got no doubt that uh, Mr Campbell will do very, very well. Um, so we've got um, I've got a few things to talk about, rant about, some would say. Um, you've got, um, there was an incident uh, with between Brazil and Argentina. I'm not fully up to date with this, but the, from what I can gather, the game was suspended after the two teams were having a bit of a, a brawl. Here we go, Gavin Randall in the house. More evening, Gavin. Um, so, yeah, there was some sort of incidents and there was all, all hell broke loose. It's, uh, it's all a bit pathetic, if you ask me. Like, pe these footballers need to um, 
just get a grip of it. Act like adults. I don't know. I don't understand it. So Sunday's match was abandoned just after kickoff after Brazilian health officials objected to the participation of three Argentinian players because they say they broke quarantine rules. Yeah, so I suppose that a little bit different. But then, why did they wait till just after kickoff and not before the game kicked off? It's a bit weird. Like I don't know. It's, uh, just need to get a grip. But FIFA regrets those scenes. But maybe FIFA should be more worried about the the, the racist fans from all the different countries because you know it is what it is. So apparently, Will says um, there was <clears throat> false. Covid details given, so there uh, we go. But uh, I don't know really. Like it's a bit of a dodgy one, isn't it? With Covid protocols, you've got to be doing all you can to make sure people are kept safe. And uh, recently, there the police came onto the pitch. There was health officials because four British-based Argentinian players didn't quarantine. Even though Brazil, even though the Brazilian FA, the South American head of football, agreed, the Argentinian FA agreed to the game. The health board claimed they had more power than the FA. Look, uh, so Rai says, who would you award the points to, and why? Like to me, if someone's intentionally broken rules that they knew were in place, and they've tried to just basically ignore it because they think they think they know better, then then they should be the ones who lose the game. However, if they followed what the footballing governing bodies have said, you know, this is okay, this is what you do, do this, do that, and they've done that, but then the health board have said, well, no, that's not what it is, then I guess you've got to probably have to replay the game because you can't punish um, Argentina, Argentina, Argentina if they've done what they're, their FIFA have told them or the Argentinian, Argentinian FA have told them. Like, it all depends on that for me. If they've done as they've been told, can't blame them. If they've tried to just ignore it, thinking they know better, then Brazil should be awarded the points. But Brazil generally, from what I can gather, the little I know have not been dealing with COVID particularly well. Gareth Bale saved Wales' dream, says Donna yesterday. Yeah, so I've got that's one of the things I was going to uh, talk about, actually. Um, I was furious with them. Um, so I didn't watch the game, but uh, I read the report on BBC Wales, or no, BBC website yesterday. Um, so I'm going to read you a little expert, ex, excerpt of it now, um, and I'll tell you why I was a bit pissed off. So Wales beat Belarus 3-2, for those who don't know, uh, Gareth Bale scored a uh, 93rd-minute winner. Um, so it says, uh, Gareth Bale completed a match-winning hat-trick deep into injury time to spare Wales from embarrassment against Belarus in Russia and keep their hopes of qualifying alive. The reason I've got a problem with it is that was like Wales is probably ninth, maybe 10th, team in terms of who they would select the amount of players that they had out and the the amount of players obviously they're, they're dead. so they got 10 people withdraw for covid or injury and then they lost another three because they couldn't sort their visas out in time because they weren't expected to be called up and then obviously because they were going to russia caused them additional problems like if this was wales's first team and they played the way they did 
uh, and or they 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 struggled to beat Belarus the way they did and nearly lost the game. Then of course they should be open to criticism. Of course they should, but in this article, there's no acknowledgement of the the amount. Like it says at the bottom, how many players are out. But like this was not just like one or two players out. This was a whole team and more out and. A lot of those were first choice players, and I just thought it was so disrespectful. The travel involved as well. Um, it was just about getting those three points. Wales did it. Gareth Bale has done very little for Wales over the last year or so, uh, from in terms of com- uh, contributing to games. So he was due one of these, and got, you know, from what I saw, they really, really needed him because. Wales did struggle, but Wales also caused their own problems as usual. Uh, two ridiculous goals, particularly the second one. Uh, was it the second one? Yeah, the second one. It was uh, ridiculous. Two goals in two minutes. Um, it's... I don't know. I just think... Well, I was under the wrong impression that the top two qualified for the World Cup. So... The top one goes automatically, which is obviously going to be Belgium. And then the second team gets in the playoff. Third team may get in the playoff. But Wales' is best choice, I think, or best chance of qualifying for the World Cup could actually come through the Nations League, um, which obviously me and Andy have discussed the Nations League numerous times. And um, we're not always massive fans of it. But if it means Wales can qualify for the World Cup, then good old Nations League. Um, of course, Wales, um, Wales are not the only ones who are missing players, but the difference between Wales and a lot of other teams in the world, uh, Wales have a very small pool of players to pick from. And when you've got a small pool of players to pick from, it's not just that, it's the the quality of player in that pool outside of the main, say, AE15 does drop quite substantially. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to any of those players who did play, but a lot of those players were very young. A lot of those players are not, you know, they're not Champions League footballers, let's be honest. Whereas you look at someone like England, just as an example, were able to leave out Mason Greenwood, who's just been named to the Premier League Player of the Month for, uh, uh, what's his name, from Leeds, um, Patrick Bancock. But, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Patrick Thingamajig from Leeds, not a very good striker in my opinion. Good footballer, not a good finisher. Um, so that was a weird one to leave out Greenwood for that, as I said, with Rodri on Friday. Um, people criticising, or people Bamford, that's the one, thanks Will. Um, people calling for uh, Robert Page to be sacked. Um, I've got a few issues with that. And look, I'm not saying that I think Robert Page has done everything right. I was quite critical of him in the World Cup. Uh, sorry, in the Euros, um, whereas Rodri and Andy kind of stuck up for and Gilo stuck up for him a bit more. I felt he made a lot of mistakes, particularly with his selections and his substitutions. Tactically, I think he's a bit naive. And tacti- tactically, that is on him. Like, you cannot put that down to the situation he finds himself in. They can't really sack him until they know what's going on. Though They can't get rid of him until they make a decision on Ryan Giggs one way or the other because no, they can't bring another manager in unless they sack Ryan Giggs. And I do get the impression that if Ryan Giggs doesn't go to jail, they're probably not going to sack him. Otherwise they would have, to be honest. So 
they've got to let it play out now. The other thing is, and I think people sometimes underestimate the the vast amount of influence that Oshan Roberts had under Chris Coleman and Gary Speed. Like, Chris Coleman's a good motivator, which I believe so is Robert Page. But the tactics and the way the team set up and played and adapted to games, that was all Oshan Roberts. And I don't think... Uh, Robert Page has got that at the moment. He hasn't got that tactical, experienced head um, on him, with him in his in his backroom staff. And if someone can give me a list of his backroom staff, I'm happy to take that wrong, uh, take that back. But in my opinion, he hasn't got that Oshin Roberts, and I think he could do with it. I don't know who you would choose to be it because ultimately. You can't bring in, for instance, Chris Coleman because Chris Coleman, everyone would be calling for Chris Coleman to have the job. And I don't necessarily think Chris Coleman is but the, the best tactically. Oshan Roberts is an assistant manager who's vastly experienced, very good, great relationship with the players, but tactically is spot on. Um, a few latecomers, uh, Smog on the Time, welcome. Uh, Owen Jones, welcome, my friend. Um, so a couple of comments I want to address. Let's have a look. So, yeah, James Costi says, I wonder where he's taking Morrow on his honeymoon. He does seem to like Morrow, and I don't really understand why. Uh, Kelly says, I thought Brennan Johnson gave a really good account of himself for Wales, and I, I think he did too. I thought he was very good from what I saw. Kate Childs agrees with me. Bamford, awful finisher. Uh, Gavin Randall, not a fan of Ryan uh, Giggs. Um but I do agree with you. Uh, Gavin says he thinks that Ryan's probably going to go to jail. Look, I don't want to go too much into the ins and outs of it, but I do think that's probably going to be the outcome. Um, when, obviously, we I do a show with Rodri now every Friday. It's not something which I'm going to put him on the spot and ask him about. But if you go and watch his appearance on James English's podcast, he kind of intimates that he thinks that that's probably the likely outcome. But that's my show with him is not about that and I kind of don't want to go into that of course further down the line if we're still doing the show and it happens then of course well you know we'll talk about it but at the moment it's not something I want to bring up on a weekly basis um but I do think that's the outcome uh Donna says she thinks Ryan Gaze was doing a good job um and I to be fair I think what he did it is so reminiscent of Chris Coleman he started off trying to carry on what Chris Coleman had done play in the way Chris Coleman had played with the players that Chris Coleman had used and only, and he struggled and only when he broke free and played his own kind of formation and the players and ideas was then he did really well. And Coleman was the same. He tried to carry on Gary Speed's great work after Gary Speed's passing. And he tried to do things the way Gary Speed was doing it. And only when Chris Coleman said, you know what, if I'm going to have this job, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, not the way people think I should do it. And when he did it that way, he started to bring it around. And I think Giggs was doing a good job until all this word came about and kicked off. And of course, it is what it is. Uh, Reese says he don't think he'll go to jail. There'll be a hefty fine community service, money talks. I'm not sure about that. It depends on evidence and witnesses. Um, but yeah, but Gav, like I agree with you, mate, and I've said that all along, but just because I do, I think the Welsh FA should have made a decision straight after the Euros. They should have said, right, enough's enough. 
they didn't, now they can't. Because you can't like you're gonna if you're gonna sack him and just bring in Robert Page on a permanent basis, then that is pointless. You may as well wait and see. If you're gonna sack him and then sack Robert Page as well and bring someone else in, all right, then maybe that's the difference. But ultimately they put themselves in this position now where they have to wait and see. And I like I said a few minutes ago, I believe if he avoids jail, he will keep his job as Wales manager. Otherwise, what was the point in waiting? Um, yeah, I just imagine how I feel, Donna. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a bit, it's a bit, it's, it's awkward. Um, friends with his brother. So it's like, you know, I don't want to constantly be asking Rodri about that. So. I yeah we do we have talked about it but ultimately there's not anything to know is there like at the moment it's just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and we'll wait and see how it goes um so that's what I was going to look at was Wales's Nations League group um because I believe from the top of my head I thought that there was a good chance of Wales winning the groups. right so Wales uh group four they are top of the group at the moment by four points with six games played uh finland republic of ireland and bulgaria are in the group so yeah look is that the full group is it just four teams someone will tell me someone who knows more than me but um yeah it looks like four teams in each group so yeah like for me wales should win that group from the position they're in and the teams they're against however i wouldn't fancy playing Republic of Ireland away with 13 players out and especially like Ram Aaron Ramsey is such a massive massive blow uh every time he's out with that Wales team for me he makes far more of a difference um you might be right uh Kelly you might be right that we've already won that group we haven't had the new group yet there you go. You, I, there's so much I care about the Nations League. I've got to say, it's not. I'm not a fan, but uh, there we go. Um, so Gavin Randall, that's an interesting conversation, Gavin, that you bring up. So Gavin says um, Mark Hughes did a good job, and I've seen a lot of people within the media and fans. They kind of write get uh, Mark Hughes off, Sparky off as oh, he, he was rubbish. He didn't do. Should he have done more? with the players that he had available. <clears throat> you could argue that by all means, but for me, it's not just about the players that you've got available. It's about the players that are available to the teams you're playing. And what, at that point in time, what we had to do week in, week out was we had to, every game, every time Wales played a football match, whether it was against Germany and Italy and all these different teams, and they were always, always had these world beaters. The groups we used to get, every group felt like a, a group of death. Every group. And it was just constant. So, yes, of course, we had amazing players, you know, the likes of Bellamy and Giggs and all these, these different people. But we never quite... We never... We, we always had to play these teams, which was full of superstars. And we never had any depth whatsoever. 
when you look at it, like as soon as we had one injury, we were into League Two players. Um, when we played Russia in that playoff game, that was the time for Hughes, and he should have qualified. He we over two legs, we should have been beating Russia with the team we had, and we didn't. And that, and I remember, I believe off memory, and we all know my memory is not great. I'm pretty sure he played like Earnshaw on the right wing or something ridiculous. Like he tried something clever and it didn't come off at all. We lost and uh, you know the rest is history. And Will makes a great point. The one thing with Mark Hughes is he did leave Wales in a crazy bad state. Um, he really heavily relied on experienced players, older players, um, which meant that the next manager was uh, in a bit of a bit of trouble. At least now we're dependent on these young footballers, and there's there's so many so many young footballers, not just in the first team, but in the end of under twenty ones, end of nineteens. There's a lot of Welsh talent there, um, to be the ripe for the pickings. Um, I still, I going just going back to England. I will never. So I heard someone say, and I think it might have been Talk Sports. Someone phoned up about um, Greenwood and Banford, and they said Banford's in there because he's been consistent and he deserves a cap. And Greenwood's not in there because he misbehaved with Foden about a year ago, and because he pulled out of the Euro squad. So there's a couple of points with that for me. Number one, why are we, well, not we, but uh, why are they given, why is Gareth Southgate, why is the England, why, why are England caps being just given to people for the sake of it? You should be, should be the players, the best players available every time. You don't just hand out caps for international teams, just like a little pat on the head to say, well done. Come on, that, that's ludicrous. That's my point. I'm Patrick Banford. Good Premier League striker, not an international footballer. And what tells me that is if any of the Champions League clubs need a striker, has Patrick Banford been mentioned with any of them? No, he hasn't because he's not an elite level striker. That's no disgrace. A lot of people are not elite level strikers. It's just the way it is. However, Mason Greenwood is being punished, all right? Not a problem. Well, why isn't Phil Foden also being punished? Because Phil Foden is did the same thing as Greenwood. Um, I think they broke protocol or something like that and had some girls back to their room. A, you know, a, a typical mistake of a, a young person, basically. And for me, it makes no sense other than the only thing, the only way I can make sense of it is that if Gareth Southgate was not happy that they uh, Greenwood pulled out with the Euro squad at the last minute, and it's almost like a punishment for that, saying you don't get to pick and choose. But if he was injured, then he was injured. And that's just the way it is. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I'm not, I, I would not buy in that at all. Greenwood should have been in that England squad. Um, just, just the way it is. Like he's going to be their centre forward for years to come. So why would you not want to get him in there and play in uh, as you know, as soon as possible, get him in there playing as much as possible because I wouldn't be surprised if he if he stays free of injury, he could go on and be the record scorer for England because guys, a, he's a natural born finisher. Uh, he can do it with both feet. He's an exceptional footballer. So yeah, I uh, I'm not having that at all. Don't really get it. Uh, Gav, I can't remember if you were with us on Friday with Rodri. Um, let me know your predictions for who's going to win the Premier League and 
Uh, who's going to? What's the top four going to be? Yeah, Mark Noble not going to Euro 2016. Reese is um, it's an incredible one. Yeah, um, Antonio for West Ham as well should have load of caps for England, but he's obviously changed his allegiance to uh, Jamaica now. There's a few players um, who did that. I mean, didn't Zaha was has got frustrated? I think with not being picked for England, so he eventually just went. Do you know what? I'm going to change my allegiance, and I don't blame these guys for doing that whatsoever they've got the heritage and the roots for those countries and it's like how long do you wait you know the football we've talked about it before with numerous guests football's a short career you don't um, you don't always have time to pick and choose you never know when you're going to pick an injury um talking of predictions yeah i did my did my predictions um trent alexander wasn't didn't go to the euros should have gone um, and of course, we look, all managers have got players that they they trust a bit more, or they they you know every like everyone's got their favourites, haven't they? Everyone's got a favourite player, so they're all you're always going to pick kind of your, 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 the favorite players you trust. I, I do understand that, but in the grand picture, in the grand scheme of things, you've got to also as an international manager pick the best players available to you. England have got a wealth of players, so they should pick the best players to them. And I'm not convinced that Gareth Southgate always does that. And let's be honest, he's done a phenomenal job, so it's difficult to criticise him. But, but, there's always a but. He also, I think, is not immune to criticism. That is one of his criticisms I'd have. Like, I think Reese just says there, Trent Alexander was injured. And yeah, like, to me, the best two right backs in the Premier League last season were Trent Alexander and Wan Bissaka, and neither of them went for different reasons. Um, I like Trippier, but so it's mad madness, mate, madness. Um, so yeah, if you've got any questions, let's we can we don't have to keep more Wales England football. It could be anything you like. Um, I'm going to be here for probably another fifteen to twenty minutes, so you uh, you send your questions in. And uh, let me know what you want to talk about. Um, as always, I'll just let loose and just say whatever I feel. Um, so yeah, what uh, what's people talking about? Um, yeah, Andy is uh, so Donna said Andy's only five points ahead. Only five points ahead of Andy, and he's only Andy's only done two rounds. Gaz said he's loving the thumbnail. Yeah, I appreciate that, mate. I uh, I not very often I pick. Uh, I post images of myself because I don't like them. But I thought, because it's a podcast with just me, I thought I'd best use them. So I, I selected an array of, of photographs of me from over the years. Um, see if anyone can pick out which one of the photographs is, is digitally altered. One of them is digitally altered. It's not difficult to work out, in fairness. Uh, let's have a look. Well, so we got uh, Gaz says, "What top have you got on site?" Uh, right, it's funny you should say that, uh, Gaz. I can see if I can stand up without falling over. Let's check out my grey hairs. I have the blue V-neck, Ace Podcast Nation, uh, Andy Campbell Football Show shirt on, and uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see, but on the back, it's also got a. Ace number one on the back as well, which uh, is kind of cool. I quite like it. It's a nice fit. 
it's a bit big for me because I've got little shoulders, but uh, yeah, quite like it, quite like it, quite like it. Um, <coughs> yeah, super six, Donna, I know, I knows, I knows. Uh, let's have a look, what else we got? Gavin, I'm glad that top fits you, mate. That's a one in a kind, never to be repeated top, um, because it was a sample which they sent me, and um, I've changed changed the design a bit since. So any of the new tops, if people that buy them, will be completely different. Um, so you've literally got a one in a kind. So if I were you, and it's only my suggestion, whenever um, we do do a live show, which we will do at some point, I think you should bring it with you and uh, bring like a, a white pen or a, like a pen and get Andy to sign it, mate. Make it even more one of a kind. Um, Donna says she'd like Danny Batten fight show page. Yeah, please to everybody, if you could go to facebook.com slash Danny Batten fight show. Uh, it's now got its own Facebook page. I know some of you, a lot of you come and watch the fight shows um, and I really appreciate that. But if you could go and like it, even if you don't watch it and you just support the channel, I would love you to just like to follow the page and then invite all your friends to do it as well. Um, because for some reason it's been really weird with me and it won't let me invite. Normally I can invite, and even on the the main Ace Podcast Nation page, I could invite all my friends to like it. But it won't give me the option on the dining button one at the moment. So uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, oh, the big man's here, Alan Jones. And uh, he says, ah, say hello to Emma. Welcome, Emma. I will meet you soon at some point in the future, I'm sure, when I've stopped uh, hibernating, as it were. But uh, welcome, as always, always, always welcome, people. Um, Reese's mum says, looking forward to the live show. We'll have a T-shirt made saying Reese's mum. Well, Lorna, if you like this T-shirt, this uh, the football shirt type one, if you wanted to get it and you contact me before you buy it, I might be able to sort you out with one which says Reese's mum on the back, but you'll have to uh, you'll have to contact me before you buy it. Is the only thing with that. But um, yeah, Reese says he's enjoying the fight shows on a Sunday. Yeah, they've been really good. Next show, next Sunday, we've got a real treat because uh, Jack, we've got Jack Shaw's dad joining us live. Obviously, Jack had a massive victory in the UFC on Saturday. So uh, to get his dad like a week back, uh, he'll only be back from Vegas for a couple of days, and he's coming on live. Really, really looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Um, what else we got? Donna says we'll all be at the live show. Indeed. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, it's, it's just delayed at the moment. I'm really gutted. I actually said to my wife today that I was really disappointed that um, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it happen for my birthday weekend, which is what I was hoping to do. Uh, circumstances have just kind of taken it out of my hands, unfortunately. Um yeah, Jack, and Jack will be back on the show, Donna, soon as well, I would imagine. Um, but he got to give him a couple of weeks off after his fight, although he did not take any damage whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, get your questions in, people. Any, any questions, whether it's about Patreon, whether it's about shows, whether it's about guests, whatever it may be. When's my birthday, Lorna? says, my birthday's on November the 11th, and I'm 40 years old. The big 4-0. The big four oh yeah. Well Donna, the thing is, um you say I guess you should come out for a drink with you all, is um I'm very, very antisocial <laughs> which is weird. 
Um, so yeah, I have a very, 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 very small circle. Um, and when my circle is disrupted, I uh, I get even even weirder. But I'm sure I'll will sort something out in some way or some fashion. Um, yeah, yeah, forty, you know, it's just a number, just a number. Um, Gaz says, "Is there Super Kevin scripted this week?" Uh, there's two sort of questions to that. Yes, hopefully, um, pretty sure there will be, um, but there's a there is a caveat to it. It might be slightly different this week for a, a very specific reason. It might be. A late night super cab unscripted and it might be an 11 p.m start i'm afraid for all you people who've got to get up early um but there is a very special reason that it would be at 11 o'clock if it is it might also be the normal time um so i'm just waiting for kev to confirm actually that's another message now uh, see but um yeah look if it's at 11 o'clock it's for phenomenal reason and it's going to be amazing so Fingers crossed is what I would say. Yeah, Reese, uh, Kate asked the same question, Kev, this week. Um, yes, 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 yes. I'm looking forward to um, Super Kev Unscripted, particularly if we can pull off what we've got planned. 11 o'clock is going to be special. It's going to be special. I couldn't possibly comment on the reason why it'll be on at 11 o'clock, but it's not difficult to work out um just gotta pay attention so we got about um 10 10 minutes 10 minutes to uh to get your questions in before i retire for the evening um you're a clever lot and you clever clever lot um so what we got this week so yeah hopefully super care unscripted will work and the 99% sure Super Kevin scripted will be on this week. There's a small chance it might be a late one for a very specific reason. Um, but if not, it'll be the normal time. Friday, I'm back with Rodri. Um, and really enjoyed that first show with Rodri on Friday. That's going to be um, it's going to be some good stuff. I'm really looking forward to that because I think. Um, me and Roger get on quite well um, on screen. We get on well anyway, but we get on quite well on, on screen as well. And I think um, as we get into it, I do believe that we're going to have some some good conversations because we don't always agree, um, which is always a good a good little uh, ingredient for these shows. It's boring if you just agree all the time. And me and Andy never used to uh, agree all the time. I had a Barney with Jeff Winter once on one of the Friday shows. It's... Uh, it's what makes the world go around, what makes it good, isn't it? Um, so a couple of questions I'm going to answer now. Let's have a look. What we got? Uh, Gavin says his top four is Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, Man United. Uh, I agree with that, apart from I'd probably switch Liverpool with Man United. But apart from that, I think you're spot on. It'll be those four teams. Um, Reese says, a uh, question for the group as well. Oof, he's, he's, He's leaving me out of it. And he says, question for the group. Will Cardiff sign any out-of-contract players? Nope. Next question. Uh, Cardiff, I've not got the funds. That's why we had a fire sale, which is my opinion. 
Donna says, what do you think of Cardiff's prospects after the transfer window? Um, they'll be all right if they don't get any injuries, they don't get any suspensions, and they don't have any little niggles or knocks, and they have no problems whatsoever for the whole season, then I think they'll make the playoffs. If they don't, if they have uh, if they have one long-term injury, one long-term suspension, or they have any off-the-field issues, they will struggle, and I believe they will just drift into like mid-table 12th or something. The squad's not big enough. They've got rid of all their wingers. Um, there's no depth there. So unless they're going to pull out like two or three gems from the youth team, which you know, is not impossible, but I tend to think if there was those two or three gems already, we would have seen them playing a handful of games and we haven't really seen them play much. So we'll see. We'll see though. We'll see. Could be, could be interesting. Uh, Kelly says, do you think Ronaldo will hit the ground running? I think, I think Ronaldo is uh, not human. You just got to look at the way he's performed for Portugal this week to see that he is just a beast. 36, and he's just, he's not like us normal people. Um, and he, he's a guaranteed 25 goals a season striker for United. The amount of chances that they missed last year they create those same chances, which you'd think they would because not only have they got the same players, but they've added Sancho to that as well. Sancho, Rashford, Greenwood, Pogba, Fernandez, uh, Martial, all those players, even Lingard technically, like all those players creating chances for Cavani and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's going to score so many goals. It's um, unreal. Um, and he is just a stat machine like headers, penalties, free kicks. I don't think he'll take the free kicks, but headers, penalties, uh, in and around the box. He's just going to get his, get a bit of space and shoot. And it's, he's going to score a lot of goals for him. Um, he will hit the ground running because he's been playing regularly. He's fit as fit can be. And he's so professional and the way on and off the pitch that, yeah, he'll just, he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if he grabs, a couple against Newcastle in his first game if he starts um, Donna says how do you find Rodri um, so I, I really like Rodri I got on with him really well um, I've done quite a few shows with him now because I did a show way back with him early on in the channel um, and that's how we kind of got to know each other and kept in touch then he came on and did the Euro shows with me and Andy I thought he was outstanding in those shows um, and then Friday we had our first show where it was just me and him. Um, but I think we get on well. I think he's, I think he's low key, really funny dude. Like he's quite dry, and I like that sort of sense of humour. Um, he's very knowledgeable, and I think uh, it's. I think they're going to be really good shows on Friday. Particularly, I'd say give us like two or three episodes when we're really into the flow of it. I think they're going to be top quality, especially because. My favourite shows are the ones where I just flip from subject to subject and we just talk and talk and talk about all different stuff. And that's kind of what we're going to do, but it's going to be all things football on the Friday. And, you know, when there's games coming thick and fast, it's going to be superb. So, um, yeah, it's going to, I'm really looking forward to uh, to to growing that show and, uh, you know, spreading the word, mate, and uh, guys, and just like, letting people know Roger Giggs' podcast on 
it's podcast nation isn't it? and it's just letting people know you'd be amazed how many people don't realize that kev mcnaughton does a regular podcast on the channel and it's just one of those things trying to find people and find their find their ears and eyes um k child says how many games before our teta gets the sack oh look to me i don't think if arsenal were to lose another two games so they were five played five lost five i think he's gone um because arsenal as a football club shouldn't really be losing much more than five games over the whole season if they hold themselves to the high standard of a club like theirs so if you've lost the first five you've put an amazing amount of pressure on those players so you know not that i think their squad's good enough to do anything but uh, i i'd be surprised if he was to survive a couple more losses without picking up any wins or any sign of um any sign of improvement from the squad ah right donna says hi mean how did you get to know him and get his details um so i tweeted him way back and said i'd like to get you on my podcast uh, said, i said i think i said something like it's a small channel just started i'd like to get you on just have a chat um he said oh yeah cool um so i dm'd him and before he followed, we followed each other and dm them had a conversation and then um kind of just grew from there kept in touch a bit and then uh, before the euros obviously he came on and had a chat on the phone and away we go and uh yeah he's um he's such a good person like just a good human being he's such a sound guy um i cannot speak highly enough of rodri i gotta say he um like he didn't have to do and I said this messing about when he did the James English podcast, but he kind of did my podcast first. So it's just James English has got a bigger platform. But yeah, he's having a joke, of course. Like, uh, when if you go back and watch the unscripted, uncensored episode with Rodri, it was, um, he was so honest and so funny. And he tells the story of how his, how the advert came about with Paddy Power. He tells the story of how some of his family members treated him. Um, And some of it is quite shocking, but the way he tells it is really quite funny. Um, And he's, like I said, it's that dry sense of humour, which kind of drew me to him as well. I just, my sense of humour, I just actually just dropped the episode in the the comments if people want to have a little look at it later. Um, Okay, let's have a look what else we got question-wise. Uh, Kelly says Arteta will be gone if he loses one more. James Costley says Ronaldo is going to play till he's forty-five. Do you know what? I would think he could because he's so fit. If he stays injury-free, which he's generally done through his career because he's so professional, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was to play into his forties and probably at the top level. I reckon he'll play until he's like forty in like the top level. And then I think he'll go to uh, like Qatar or the MLS, probably the MLS, to see how his career. Um, I do feel a bit sorry for Arteta because I don't think he's got the players to to play the way he would like to play, but he's also not helping himself. Um, will says, with the trouble Swansea are in, do you think this year, this is year, we could be the first team to do the double and beat them twice? Kind of the same answer to what I said when someone asked how I think Cardiff will do this year. I kind of could do it, 
but on paper, or, uh, particularly the way Swansea play football, I'd be more confident of them beating us most of the time than the other way around. And I, you know, I don't want to say that, but I'm not confident in Cardiff's squad. They've got rid of any width. We haven't got, like, if we get any injuries, we are so far up the creek without a paddle. It's unreal. Um, so, yeah, that's a problem for me. But uh, hopefully, of course. Um, uh, and Rodri, yeah, Rodri has his own podcast called Shoot the Defence as well, um, which he does. Shoot the Defence do a lot of different football podcasts. Um, they've got, like, podcasts from different countries and stuff as well, which is quite cool. Um, I do like the way they've done, they go about their business. Um, but that's why he couldn't do a Monday, was because he, he records his podcast, Shoot the Defence. Uh, Reese says the board have stepped back. They've thrown money at Edu to go and sign players, and he signed absolute rubbish. Uh, Will I am, David Louise, Pepe, Ramsdale, just to name. Yeah. Oh, the, the sign ins have been for Arsenal have been obscene. Uh, Kelly says, What about Paul Parry to come on? He was training my nephew last week. Yeah, look, uh, Cal, get his contact details to me. Um, I'd love to get Paul Parry on, whether it's an episode of my story or. Um, you know, something different. Um, sorry, let me just send this message to uh, to, us, to a person. Uh, right, last couple of questions, and then I'll be off ski because I've got some stuff to do. Um, let's have a look what we got. I want a good question, a couple of good questions to finish. Da, da, da. Ronaldo to come on size my story series. Absolutely. Um, there you go, guys. Ryan's interviewing Scott Wooten on Watton on uh, on his channel tonight. If you want to go and check it out, 9.30. Have a look. Um, ah, tata. Jesus. Nice one. Uh, I appreciate that, Gav, talking about the overlay. I made it myself. I thought it was a pretty good job. Try something different. Ronaldo with his beautiful little face in the corner as well. It's like me and Ronaldo side by side. How many times did you get to see that? Um, if you could pick one person in the entire world to interview, who would it be? Ah, oh, right. So, um, Rye said Rodri's interview and Scott Wooden at half nine. There you go. Check out Rodri's interview with Scott Wooden and then 30. To apologise, Ryan, I got confused there. Uh, so Matthew said, if you could pick one person in the entire world to interview, who would it be? See, that I find that really difficult because there's a few different shows that I do. So I kind of look at it from a show and a guest point of view. I would like for the fight show, Conor McGregor I, or, or John Jones. They would be my two. If I wanted it for the football show, Roy Keane's up there. Um, who else would be there? I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Roy Keane is probably right up there um, for for the football. My story. There's. Um, I want like the my story series. I'd like people who've had like a really kind of checkered past, ups and downs, because they make for the best episodes. If you can get them to open up about their ups and downs. They can be really emotional, funny, happy stories. Um, 
but I'll come back to you with that. Uh, Gaz says, what's happening with the Monday guest if AC goes? So, if uh, AC is not going to be coming back, I don't know if he is, I don't know if he isn't. Um, no idea. If he does, then he does. If he doesn't, then there's basically going to be two options, I think. Um, one option is to make the My Story series a live series and a revolving, ongoing series on a Monday live with just guests from everything, actors, footballers, writers, whatever it may be, just telling their story every Monday. There's, and live as well, so it'll be slightly different. There's that, or I try and get someone else in to replace Andy as the kind of co-host for another footballer or someone. Um, so, yeah, that would be that. Um what else we got? Uh, Al Big Man says score prediction for Wales versus Estonia tomorrow. Oof. Um, I'm going to go with Wales two, Estonia one. Just because I'm not confident in Wales's defence whatsoever at the moment with all the the injuries and whatnot. But um, I think we can get a win if we're at it. We need Gav Bale to do something. <laughs> Do something special, let's be honest. Um, Dieton and Stacy Blake, yeah, they'd be really good guests um, from a Cardiff point of view. I really would. Um, Donna says, never knew how funny Roy Keane was. Do you know what I've um, watched with Roy Keane is really, really good? Is um, uh, The Overlap, it's called, on YouTube. And it's basically him walking his dog with uh, with people and I see it's very funny. Him and Gary Neville just walking the dog, talking about old stories is phenomenal stuff. Um, Donna says, can Rodri get David Beckham on? Uh, yeah, look, if David Beckham's going to do a podcast, it's going to be mine, isn't it? Let's be, let's be real. Just like Rodri did mine before James English, David Beckham's going to come do mine before he does anyone else's. Um, right, one more question, and then i got to go. So... What we got, what we got. Kelly says, uh, Joe Roden's come back to the Wales camp, apparently. That's good news, if so. Need him, so maybe uh, Estonia won't score a goal. Um, Rye says, Darcy Blake was awesome at um, Argyle. So what I would like to know, um, guys, and I'll ask you guys a question to finish it off, is if the worst happens and Andy doesn't come back, would you prefer... Uh, an ongoing My Story series where it's me and a guest and you only have to look at the two series of My Story I've been to see the standard of guest, but it would be like that every week. It just would be footballers, rugby players, athletes, whatever it may be, um, and kind of go from there. Or would you prefer to keep it a football-only guest show and find another co-host or just do it me and a footballer, but that would be slightly trickier because um, I'd say like probably 85 to 90% of the guests came through Andy's contacts. So I think it's tricky. Um, so there we go. Uh, Matthew Strauss says, my story's great, but he enjoys this, the off-the-cuff solo show as well. So there we go. Um, Rye says, football-related only. Uh, Donna's greedy. She wants both. Just do a show every night. Um, I can tell you the Serial Killer Files is coming back. Um, 
going to begin recording this week. Um, so that's going to be Kurt, me and Reese. Um, they'll be coming out on either a Tuesday or a Thursday, but they're not going to be live. I don't, don't think, um, but we'll see. Um, Reese says, if Andy doesn't come back, keep doing the Monday shows normal. Just message all the previous guests and see if any of them want a co-host for the evening. And if you felt more comfortable with a co-host, uh, I don't mind doing the shows on my own. I think the biggest problem is just getting new guests each week. My contacts in football, I've got a few, but they're f- there's a limit to them. Um, and I, what I didn't want, wouldn't want to do is be really like getting to like a Saturday and a Sunday, not having a guest for the Monday and contacting people cold. I just, I'd like to have everything booked in in advance and do it professionally, isn't it? Um, Matthew says, do it, do this show on your own. And then every now and then have a guest. Yeah, it's a shout. Um, keep an eye on social media guys, because there is, uh, I will put out about the Kev show this week. Like I say, nine is pretty much definitely going to be on, but it's going to be, uh, Kevin McNaughton, super, uh, super Kevin scripted will be on this week. It'll either be normal time, eight o'clock. Or it'll be 11 o'clock. We all know why, but let's pretend it's a surprise. Um, right. I'm gonna go now. Enjoy your evenings. I appreciate you guys so much for joining me to uh, shoot the shit on my own because it's, uh, you know, it's weird talking to a camera on your own. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, on a one day there'll be shows out every single day if if i could uh if i could get like a sponsor for every show i'd put out five shows a week easy um but the amount of time that it takes the effort that it takes and everything the finances that it takes uh it would be brutal to do five shows a week um so i would need that um but my, my thinking with the my story on Monday is one I could very easily get some very very interesting and entertaining guests to come on and tell their stories um, from all walks of life. And I think um, whether it's actors, like if I just very quickly go to like for it, the first two series of my story, just to kind of if people haven't seen, I can kind of show you the the, the variety of guests that we had on there. So you should check them out because they're really interesting, even if you're not interested in that particular sport, like they're interesting. So episode one of this first series, ex-cricketing legend Chris Lewis. So even if you don't like cricket, he's got an incredibly interesting story. He went to prison for drug smuggling in the middle of his career, and like he's got such an amazing story. Second episode, Reese Weston, ex-Wales, Cardiff defender, ex-Arsenal defender, now works for Brentford. Uh, behind the scenes, Robbie Regan, former WBO world, world champion Welsh boxer, ex-Welsh boxer, Tom Watt, who works for BT, I think he works for the BBC, he was lofty in EastEnders, well, so interesting, Scott Young, uh, Adam Holyoke, got an incredible story, including his younger brother dying in a, um, a plane crash, and how he had dealt with that, um, and then we've got Riaz Khan, who's an author and a Leicester City fan, um another one with just this incredible story um and life and then series two 
was started off with Boatsy, Gary Clark, author of Nottingham Forest fan, phenomenal story. Um, Jess Bent, who's a female football agent, great story. Then we had uh, our old friend of the channel, award-winning journalist and best-selling author, Harry Harris. Um, I had my friend, uh, author and radio DJ, Adam Carew, uh, talking about his battles with mental health and bipolar, um, which was really difficult show for me because um, me and Adam were very close back in the day. So to hear the struggles and uh, he got hospitalized um, and the issues that he'd had over the years was quite emotional. Um, but, uh, you know, as always, we want to talk about mental health to help people. Uh, Jido has done one. Ex-Wales, Cardiff Palace, Swansea midfielder, of course. Johnny Owen, Welsh fo- uh, Welsh actor, filmmaker, talk sport presenter, did uh, did one. Luke, Fre- Luke Fletcher, current cricketer for Knotts. Uh, T-Rev is a rapper, did one. Shed Seven, lead singer, Rick Witter, did one. Our very own Andy Campbell. And then uh, we finished off with uh, the legends, that is, actor, Eddie Webber, and author, Eddie Webber, who starred in the Rise of the Foot Soldier series, The Business, The Firm, and many other films. So, like, you can see the vast uh, array of guests and different different, um, different ranges and just, like, different... And, like, a live story is basically be the equivalent of what me and Andy did, but it would be with just different people from different uh, different walks of life, different levels of fame, different sports... Um, and I've got a few like in my back pocket as well already, which I want to do. I've already sorted out, I think, a handful of guests from the next series of my story. Um, and I think I said last week, Rodri's one of those, which obviously he's got an incredible story to tell again. Um, and to do that live, I think adds another another thing to it. Uh, da, 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 da. Right. OK, I'm going to get in trouble now because I've stayed way over the time I said I was going to. Um, what else we got? Matthew Angel doesn't know why the Super Kev show is planned. Might be at 11 o'clock. Well, go back and watch when I was talking about it and see there was an Easter egg on the screen. You could just find it. And uh, Kay Charles says, thanks for doing these Monday shows, mate. It's my, I love them, mate. I love them. It's fun. Um, I, my thing with these is I just worry that people will get bored of just me talking incessant bollocks. Um, but yeah, I could. Donna, like says there, it's less pressure if you can't get a guest every week. Of course, I will always do like if I've got like a my story series planned or a guest planned, and something falls through, then I'd still do one of these. Like I would never just cancel a show unless it was for a specific reason, like a health reason or something. But um, like I think there's less less pressure with doing my story every Monday live. Because I, there's so many. There's not a limit to football. Footballers are weird. It's difficult. Um, my health. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't say much about that, mate, at the moment. But um, it is what it is. Um, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate all the lovely comments. Um, I'm proud of me too, right? I gotta say, um, it's been a it's been a rocky road this last couple of years. So you've got to uh, take the rough with the smooth, my friend. Um, if you want to check out some of the T-shirts that we got, including this one modeled by myself, go to the Facebook page and there's links to the merch site. 
And let's have a look. Do, 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 do. Right, let's go. It's a pleasure, guys. I love you all. Have a fantastic week. Look out on social media for news on Super Cabin Scripted. Most likely will be Thursday night. Either way, could be Wednesday. But I will keep you informed. Until then, make sure you are subscribed and followed. Please do like and follow the Danny Batten Fight Show as well. That would really, really help me out. And most of all, um, invite all your friends to like it. Please, I beg of you. Until then, I'll see you later. Podcast Network.